Hello and welcome to the MoF 3 f 3 down podcast. I'm your host, Cam Smith, and I am joined again by this week's Player of the Week presented by Auto Spy. Get yourself a car wash, Rory Rank. How you doing? Heck yeah, baby. I'm doing great, man, and I need one. My cars are all dirty, so I am ready to go. Uh, hopefully I can pull one out in the next couple of weeks and get one of myself. Uh, but yeah, cool award. Let's start there. Player of the week. Yeah. Is this your first one ever? First one ever, man. That's uh, I it's a big one. one last year. Never did. Jordan every time would get it over me and rightfully <laughs> so, but he put up better stats and had better games right about the time I decided to have a good one. So absolutely. Well, it was, it was awesome to see you, man. I, I, I did vote for you, but so did a lot of other guys. Uh, Gus did put up a good fight. Uh, yep. but ultimately, you know, we've seen pitching been dominated in the player of the week, uh, awards, but, uh, finally we get just a pure hitter, uh, cool to see from my end and uh, a lot of other people's ends as well. Uh, so congrats to you on being, I, I'm sure there's been other ones, but one of the few hitter only player of the week. So a great award. And especially in a week where, uh, your teammate even threw a perfect game. So back to back weeks, a guy with a perfect game does not get a player of the week award. How about that? <laughs> you know, that's something. And like I said, Jordan tried to steal another one from me there because uh, <laughs> he threw the perfect game and he had a great, great uh, night at the plane as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, Jordan is, is a great player and I don't want to take anything away from him. But I did hit two home runs and I had zero up to that point. So I think the pressure was on me and uh, yeah. I feel like I rose to the occasion and I was glad to get it done. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of my arguments against Jordan, though, he even though I think he had maybe four hits as well, I think both of you did, uh, only one RBI. When you, you guys put up a lot of runs in that series, uh, you know, 10 runs in, the, in that one game, and what was it, three? No, that's not you. Four in the other, or I guess I guess three. Yeah. Uh, and because and of that home run derby. So, uh, yeah. One out of the 13 RBIs, not – yeah, well, let's give it to somebody else. Show some love around around the league. So cool to see. Cool to get another yep. name out there. Much uh, appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun. So uh, tonight we are going to start off by talking with our trades. We've had quite a few since we've last talked. Uh, first ever like, in-season trades. So we'll get on that. Um, then we're going to talk about what the playoffs look like so far. Um and then we're going to round it out with the remainder of the regular season as we only have four weeks left. Uh, wow, this year has flown by. No rainouts. This is crazy. No, uh, crazy. But I love it. It's going quick and we're getting to the good stuff. So uh, yep. let's uh, let's start it off here, Rory. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's talk about it. All right. Here we go. First up, we got the trades. All right, Roy. Okay. Big couple of weeks here. So it's been about two weeks now uh, since the first trade was announced. Uh, there was four. There was three in that one week, and then we had one uh, that got announced tonight, actually. Uh, yeah. Finally, all four official. Let's start with the, the first one that was posted. Uh, Greg Thornton and a Mojo first-round pick to the Empire, and the Empire send Colin Wilkerson to the Mojo. Did you see this coming? Were you surprised, especially because this was our really our first uh, in-season trade, player by player? Yeah, correct. You know, I, didn't, I did not see this coming. Um, I had heard a few rumblings about uh, the Empire shopping certain people, uh, you know, we have a father son duo and, uh, it's a little, uh, different to see a father trade away to his own son. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't plan on that. You don't see that coming necessarily, but, uh, you know, I think Tom's doing what he thinks best is best for the empire. Uh, you know, Greg Thornton is a guy that continues to be someone who, I don't know, I think is underrated. I mean, he hit, he hit a bomb against us last week that changed the game. We were up to nothing and Thornton logged on to tie the game and, He's continued to do that every year I've played with him and even the year mm-hmm. before. So he's not a player that, you know, is just a throw off player. He's a guy that can change the game with a swing. He's proven it. But, uh, you know, I was, I was a little surprised, but to see the mojo give up a first round, knowing that Colin most likely will probably sign back with his dad. So it turns into, 
a rental contract essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Going, trying to go all in uh, this year, win that championship this year. You know, right now they're the number one seed. They're looking really good, which we'll get into later. Um, but acquiring Colin, do you, do you see this as a good fit? Do you think, what are your thoughts on Colin into that lineup? Where does he fit? Because they have a, the biggest roster in MoWiff. And, I mean, you saw it last week. You know, he started in that first game, but he didn't get the start in the second game. Uh, is this right. going to be good for their pitching? Where does he fit into that pitching rotation? Because you have Jackson, Sam, Gus when he's there. Uh, yeah. It's very jumbled. Uh, what do you kind of see Colin fitting into this Mojo team? <sighs> I honestly, I kind of battled to this. My first instinct, I mean, I, I know this podcast will go out to all the players, but my first instinct is Tom's trying to get Colin a championship. I mean, to me, that is the most, the thing that makes the most sense. Hey, go be a part of a winning team. Go get some championship potential experience, maybe win one and and then and then see where you're at. You know, that way you can say, hey, I've got one. Uh, it, it's not lost on me that they may rely on Colin in the playoffs. We've seen things happen last year where, you know, you need to get a pitcher in there. You don't necessarily need him to start the next game or play the next game. So saving innings, making moves, um, it's just kind of to be determined to see how Doug plays it. Yeah, it's definitely got the options. Uh, to me, the biggest thing here, uh, I mean, it's it's nothing against Colin. He, he is a rookie. Uh, it has shown at times he's you know, <laughs> opened a lot of eyes at times too. He's he's had a good bat here and there. Uh, you know, depending on 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 the game, uh, he but he has performed well at the plate, um, and he's gotten a lot better on the mound. He's going to learn from Sam, from Gus, from all these guys with a lot of experience. So that's right. a great thing to have for Colin, especially going forward. Um, another big thing, though, you know, for me is. Ah, man, for if I'm the you know looking at it from an outside perspective, losing Greg on the mojo, I think is tough. Uh, he, like you said, he's a guy that always comes in with a clutch hit when you need it. When you look at the top five career RBI leaders, Greg is in the top five, obviously, including right. playoffs. But I mean, that's when you know he shines last year in the playoffs. Greg hit a, a bomb off of me that almost, you know, sent them to the second round. Uh, right. We were down 2 nothing in the game, and part of that was because of Greg. And uh, like you said, he hit that home run off of you guys. I mean, he hits the ball, especially, you know, uh, in this game where a lot of times it's hard. It's a little easier now to, you know, because with walk, you know, you get a couple of walks and, you know, singles can get guys in. But most of our games, especially the big playoff games, the big matchups, you see a lot of games won by home runs. It's yeah, it's somebody hitting a home run in a one nothing game, especially in the playoffs. And Greg is the guy that can do that. Uh, I, I definitely get it from you know from uh, both sides. Uh, Greg is you know a good fit with Mike Flores. You know you know build something there. Uh, maybe going forward to next year, who knows? Um, but I mean, you know, I, I love Greg. I love I love Colin. Um, you know, it, it's never easy and never fun going from you know the first place team to to the last. Um, but you know, Greg ha- Greg is is uh, has shown his value, and he's going to continue to to do that. And you know, whether he stays in the Empire next year or goes somewhere else, like he's definitely a guy that has shown and proved himself in this league through and through. So, yeah, correct. You know, and I think the Mojo risk for really losing this trade. I mean, you give up a first round, you give up Greg Thornton, who's a, who's a team guy, fan favorite, if you will. Um, there's some risk there, but yeah, Colin comes in and hits a bomb or is able to shut a game down with this pitching, uh, you know, Doug at the end of the day will not regret it. Yeah. I mean, and Colin's got tremendous, tremendous upside. So especially not playing with, with Sam and all those guys. So definitely could be, could be scary looking going forward. Uh, A team, I mean, that team is just just top to bottom. Good. That's well, we know that way all year. 
I think we need to watch. And if Colin starts calling Doug dad, then we need to make sure. <laughs> there we go. You know, we, there might be some tension at the end of the year. There might be a uh, an arms race to see who's going to, you know, provide more for Colin and free agency. Yeah, I love that. That is that's hilarious. Uh, all right, let, let's jump to our, our second trade that was announced. It was uh, another trade involving the Empire, this time with your team, the Archers. Tony Saggio goes to the Empires, and former Empire captain, Empire founder, Josh Rogers, former yeah. commissioner, now goes to the Archers. How big was that trade for you guys? Uh, are you going to miss Tony? What's the What's the vibe there in the Archers clubhouse? Well, yeah, number one, we are going to miss Tony. Uh, there's no doubt about it. We missed Tony even last week when we we played against Tony. He's still he's still a fun guy to play with. The guy, he cracks you up, and he's he's uh, he's one of those wiffle ball guys that you know he's not afraid to talk trash, and uh, he makes it makes the game fun. And and he's and he's starting to back it up. But uh, I will say this: we traded Tony. Uh, you know when Josh told me that was going to happen. Um, I'm sorry when Jordan told me it was going to happen. Excuse me. Jordan told me we were going to trade Tony for Josh. I thought Tony would be playing with his friend Colin. Uh, turns out, you know, <laughs> that didn't happen like I thought it would. Uh, but, you know, we're happy to have Josh Rogers, too. And I, Josh obviously has come in right off the bat last week and made a big contribution to our team, both offensively, defensively, even had a great heads-up play, calling tag. So, you know, we're happy to have him, too. Uh, the first round to be determined. You know, we were going to probably lose Tony. Maybe, maybe not. But if we did um, – we have a we have a core group of guys, so that first round we can play with it. But you know, to be to be seen what's what's available next year. But Josh is, is when he's pitching, he's a first round talent, so I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, and that's true. And it'll be interesting to see you know uh, what Josh decides to do because he'll you know as of right now he's he's a free agent going into next year, um, and also so Sasio. So two guys that you, you don't know where they could go. Uh, what I love about this trade is. Josh fits into your guys' lineup perfectly. You guys have been hitting very well lately. Uh, I believe you guys are the top hitting team. We are. On average. That 280. Uh, there you go. Top team in the league in hitting, and you add, like, especially now that you've added Josh, uh, his average has gone down a little bit. But still, you, Josh, and Jordan, I believe, are, like, the top three in the league, which is insane to have uh, all Correct. three of those guys there. Uh, and then, yeah, you said it, the key defensive plays that he's already provided will be huge in the playoffs. And he's got that great wolf ball mind that we have seen for, for the past couple of years. Um, but I, so besides Josh playing uh, now again with Jordan, like they did in year one, which I think will be very beneficial. They All already right. have that uh, chemistry. So they've already played together. Uh, I think it's a perfect fit for Josh uh, and for you guys. But also on the other side, I think this is a great uh, a great opportunity for Tony, Tony Sashio. So yeah, with you guys, especially when uh, now that Ethan Bailey has uh, now been here the past couple of weeks, Tony Sashio wasn't going to get many many more opportunities on the mound, uh, and now he's getting those opportunities with the Empire and. Now he can fine-tune some stuff as a rookie and finish out the season really starting to pick things up. And we saw that uh, in that series against the Bombers. He was throwing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was throwing 80. I mean, I saw a few times that he hit 80 on the gun and, you know, being a little bit wild, but a little bit of a, more effective. Uh, we yeah. could not piece stuff together. It wasn't until the, until the end when he actually had to come out and uh, after a couple of walks, and then we ended up scoring two runs. Uh, but he pitched, I mean, he pitched very well. He's getting better every time he's out, and he's lasting a little bit longer every time he's out. So he's, you know, fine-tuning that arm a little bit. Uh, now he just gets to work on stuff. And then, bam, now he's a free agent. Whether he stays with the Empire, which I think a lot of us think is probably likely, uh, but at the same time, maybe some other guys will show interest as well. Uh, with how well he is, is starting to play. And, you know, uh, he's had some good defensive plays. He's had sure some has. bad ones. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get better as time goes on. And the more you get used to it, you know, the easier it is And sometimes. And 
I, I just think it's a, a good fit all around for for both teams. I thought that was a I thought that was a solid trade, probably one of my favorite trades so far. Yeah, I was really disappointed actually that I didn't get to face Tony. I thought he would pitch that second game and win. Tom, you know, I hit he a I hit a home run off Tom. I thought it's only a matter of time we're going to get to Tony, and I, you know, would love to have faced him, but then Tom dialed it in and kind of shut us down for a little bit. So uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to face Tony. But I seen the way he pitched against you, and he looked ex- exponentially better than when he pitched for us. And I I assume the next time he pitches, it will be even better. So. If he keeps working at it, gets his conditioning up, finds the script, finds his ball, you know, Tony's somebody to watch out for. Yeah, and, and while we're on the topic, too, let, with the Empire making all these trades, you know, a lot of guys questioned their pitching and what they were kind of doing, you know, trading away Colin, trading away Tommy, which we'll get to in a second. But, uh, you know, they, they lose all these pitchers, and a lot of guys are like, oh, who's going to pitch? And a lot of people thought it was going to be just a cakewalk. And – you know, we did, you know, obviously the first game with you guys, you know, 10 nothing, um, got a little bit out of hand. But other than that, the Empire pitching has been pretty solid. Tom has looked very well. So now he's getting more opportunities on the mound. Uh, you know, minus the five run first inning against us, which actually should have ended with zero runs. Tony made the air, and then we ended up scoring five runs all with two outs. And then we scored one run in the second inning, and that was it. Yeah. Tom has yeah. has was shut down after that. Only allowed, only gave up two to you guys uh, right. in the one in in extra innings. Uh, but even one in extra innings with bases loaded. Right. Tom pitching very very well, uh, and then Tony Saggio, obviously too. Like I said, uh, getting these guys opportunities has has been has been really great for that Empire team. So, uh, you yeah. know, you love to see it. Definitely not as bad as, as everyone thought it was going to be. So, No, nope, right. not with them pitching like that. Yeah, leads into to that third trade. Uh, Jake Wilson from the Bombers goes to the Empire for Tommy Dwyer. Uh, and I know a lot of people were kind of questionable about this one. Um, you know, there is that uh, – stipulation if if Tommy does resign then uh the bombers will give a draft pick to the empire um you know Jake Wilson was a guy who who I love he is one of um one of our great characters in this league he is he's super happy super fun to be around I really really loved his energy uh and just having him and he 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 performed uh I told him at the start of the season hey I don't know how much playing time you're going to get because you know, I have a core group of guys, um, and I have and I have uh, his buddy Justin as my first round draft pick. And I told him I was like, I I really don't know how much playing time you're going to get, but I think you mm-hmm. deserve to be in the league. So I want to keep you here, keep you in my back pocket, and then I'll get you in when I can. And he was totally supportive, totally understanding with that. And uh, I got him in a lot more than I planned on. And I was like, and I kept telling him, I'm like you're making it hard on me because like, I don't want to hit six, but uh, I <laughs> yeah. don't really feel like I can, I, I can take you out at this point. Um, and, and he's a guy, he wanted to get more, more pitching in, uh, which like, you know, it's, it's hard when you carry oh, yeah. a, a roster, especially a pitching rotation with me, Nick bone and Justin, it's hard to get those other guys in who want to pitch and, you know, Tom was like, hey, I like, I, I'm looking for guys that can throw neat innings. And I really like uh, Jake's vibe. Like, he he just seems like a really fun and, and outgoing guy. And, and he is. And, you know, everyone – I think a lot of people kind of know there was a little bit of things going on with, with Tommy and in the Empire, which I don't think it was bad. You know, some people, I think, got kind of the wrong impression of it. Uh, but overall, you know, I think uh, for from – you know, Tommy's perspective is just getting on a team where, you know, he can find kind of a new life and kind of bring out, you know, the more fun side of things. Uh, So, you know, from my, my perspective, I'm like, I got to take this trader, you know, hopefully I can, I can groom him in and and keep him here because he, he's such a great player. Uh, Yeah. You know, the stats may not show it as much, but uh He's a good kid, and I really enjoy having him here. Whether he stays at the Bombers or not, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll get to that point, you know, 
I haven't talked to anybody about on my team about, you know, what it looks like next year. I know I got Jake Welnick and, and Nick Bone next year, and so far that's it. So, um, <laughs> Contractually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk, you know, once the season kind of winds down here. So, yeah. Uh, but well, um, what, what did you think about this trade? You know, this one, like you said, I think you nailed it. I mean, I haven't really talked to you about it, um, but I kind of agree with your mindset here. The only thing is, is I saw that this conditional first round pick in 25. So I thought, what do you know for next year that you're not giving up your 24 pick? But that was I the know first nothing thing. About, <laughs> my thing was the Empire already have every draft pick in the first round next year. They don't need them all. They don't yeah. need them all. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, it's not, especially right now, you know, I got a big roster as it is. Who knows if I'm even going to draft somebody next year. It just depends. Right. One, it depends on where I'm picking, you know. Correct. Um, yes. If we lose in the first round, you know, we'll maybe have a top three or four pick. Or if we win the championship, we'll have the last pick. And at that point, yeah. you know, it's kind of, you know, who's in it the draft, a... who's available. And like, you know. Correct. So. No. I just, I agree. I mean, you know, the in 25 seems like such a far time away, but then and when that time comes, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it is and what our league has become. And if it's grown, hopefully, which it has already, uh, you know, that could be very valuable. It could be, it could be interesting. Um, Tommy Dwyer though, I, it's probably a guy that I have not, I haven't talked to Tommy as much as I have the other guys. So I don't really know Tommy and his mindset, but I see from Tommy, a guy I would want to play with. He's good at pitching. It seems like he has great at bats, uh, you know, may chase a little bit, but he still has a great swing. So when he connects, it's, it's going to go. Uh, but for your team, that was a great addition. But then last week playing against Jake, I, I like that guy a lot too. I mean, I think yeah, he, I mean, he, he hit guy to very, have very well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and he's been, he's been hitting well. Um, he's yeah. hit some, he, he's hit some really good pitching in our it's game. Some big we, home runs for you guys. Yeah. And the, the game yeah. we lost against the, uh, Against the Empire, uh, we had two hits in that game, and he had both of them off Collins. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. he's definitely a guy that that's got good talent. So like I don't, you know, people can say what they want, but the guy the guy can hit, and and he's a great character, a great team player to have on your team. Yes. So, uh, I, you know, I think that trade was a little more fair than than people really mm -hmm. think, and um, and you know, Tommy's a little shy. I I don't think he'll uh, deny that. Uh, yeah, and I think you know maybe a change of scenery, getting him around, getting around Paul, getting around Jake, <laughs> and, and and the bombers, and it just kind of how loose we kind of are. I think they sure. open them up and and just uh, bring out even more potential in them. Hopefully, so. Correct, and he's going to make your team deeper for the playoffs. I mean, I know that's why you did it. You're seeing a guy that can definitely throw strikes and throws a good hard drop ball. I've seen that. Uh, so with you, Hall. Bone and now Dwyer. So once again, there's not an easy break in that bomb bombers rotation. Yeah, it also makes it very difficult on the lineup because I don't like hitting six, but I don't want to sit somebody out either. Yeah, uh, that that's uh, going to be tough decisions. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's talk about our last trade. Uh, just announced today. Hot off the press. Yep. Yeah. Uh, first overall pick. Caleb Schweiger will go to the Melonheads from the Pilots. Pilots will get the Melonheads second round pick uh, in this coming year and potentially a first round pick in the following year, which will most likely end in that. There was a couple, uh, there's three, three different options. Uh, if one of the three happen, uh, then they will get that pick and, it looks like one of those three will probably happen. Uh, it'll just be which one actually does. Uh, okay. Are I those don't remember terms... them off the top of my head. Okay. Gotcha. I have them on. I have them. Oh, I have a formal letter uh, from the Melonheads and Pilots that it states, and it was a lot of reading. It's very professional. Uh, credit to Jason there. I'm, I may have to to have him post that out on like the Melonheads TikTok or something. Uh, the Melonheads have professional letterhead. We've heard it numerous times. They oh, it's very take their paperwork very seriously. I, I I really really love it. I really enjoy it. It's fun. When he sent that to me, <laughs> I just I immediately just laughed and I said, "This is awesome. This is what it's about." That's that's definitely got to get out there. We got to post that somewhere. 
Uh, <laughs> were you shocked, and, and what were your kind of thoughts about, about this trade? Yeah, shocked. I mean, that's fair assessment of uh, my reaction. You have here, – here, here's the problem. You have a guy that I said at the draft, you build your whole team around. You know, if that guy wants to be flown in on a helicopter like Antonio Brown, yeah. you, you provide that. You know, yeah. and, and Caleb Schweiger is potentially a 10-year generational moment with talent because uh, he's the first to 100 strikeouts, right, in his rookie this year. year. Yeah. yeah, This year. This he's year, not but, gonna but, he's yeah. not gonna touch Sam Sam's record, but no, but as in our in our league yeah. this year, correct, even with yeah. the depth we have, he has that. Um, he's he's throwing ninety, so you know this is a guy that you're if you're a Pilots fan, you say, uh oh, we just we are we rebuilding again, and that's yeah. where I, that's where I'm worried about. You know, I'm worried about the the Pilots. Uh, what is available next year? Because that was a guy that was available this year. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of questions about him re-signing there. Uh, so kind of, you know, maybe that had a lot to do with it. I don't know a whole lot of the details, you know, behind behind Adams. Rand, I haven't really talked to him about it. Um, but, you know, they want to go through and get draft picks. And, and, you know, this does seem, as of right now, like a rental. Uh, you know, maybe – uh, Caleb will be, you know, testing free agency, you know, wherever he wants to go, uh, is on him. Uh, and, uh, it, it'll be interesting, but, you know, pilots getting some picks, uh, some, you know, that could be key. Uh, you know, they, I think they may have an option where they get him back, you know, at, at the end of the season where they can negotiate with him before everyone else gets a chance to. So maybe that could be huge and he could come back to the pilots next year. And yeah. and they can continue to build around him now with you know some more picks, uh, you you never know. Or they can you know deal him for more picks. Who knows? There's a lot of uh, possibilities that could go on there. But definitely yeah. one that I didn't I didn't see coming. But I I'm not surprised by it. Um, I think it it definitely now gives the the Melonheads a a big boost on in their pitching staff well I mean, I mean yeah their pitching staff but their pitching staff was good Jason and Spencer have both been pitching very very well this year even Jason like uh a week or two yeah. ago he was throwing harder than he's ever thrown and throwing very, it very up. well yeah absolutely so but this just bolsters that that rotation uh get, I mean their lineup is already pretty good so you know now now what do you do with that lineup uh but you know, still a good guy to have, and now our playoffs are are looking uh, very, very talented and very, very uh, full and in talent on teams in the playoffs. So it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, you better grab your popcorn for the playoffs. You have every ace in this league is now playing in the playoffs. Yeah, most it's gonna be fun, and, and like, all right, we're speaking of it. Let's do it. All right, topic number two. Next up, we got. The playoff teams that have clinched so far. All, all right. right. So, talking about all these teams, this is so far five of the six uh, spots have been clinched. We'll, we'll name those teams here in a second, but let's start by how our playoffs will actually work this year because we did change it a little bit. Okay. So, uh, it is no longer Feather Shark versus UCC STL Division winner uh, of each uh, bracket plays in the championship. Uh, you know, last year we had a instance where uh, there was two teams. Well, there was one team from each side that didn't make it. And the Mambas who had a better record than the empire missed the playoffs and, and the empire made the playoffs. Um, you know, if you have a, a league of a bunch of teams like, Major League Baseball, that's going to happen. It's, you know, and it makes more sense when you have, like, okay, it, it goes by division or whatever, and there's wild cards in play. But for us, you know, with only eight teams, we have that smaller s sample, especially we're only playing 17 games. It's not Correct. necessarily fair if a team has a better record and doesn't make the playoffs. Like, for our league, it just doesn't make sense. 
right. So we I went away from that. that. Yeah. So we went away from that. We changed that, and it's now each division winner. So whoever wins the Feather Shark division, whoever wins the UCC STL division, will automatically get the number one and number two seeds. Whatever team has the better record will have the number one overall seed. Both of those teams will have a bye in the first round. Okay. The second place team in each division will automatically make the playoffs. The uh, the last two spots remaining, so the fifth and sixth seed, or fifth actually, fifth and sixth spots will be solely wild card spots. So it okay. could be two teams from the Feather Shark Division and zero from the UCC STL, or it could be the opposite way. Solely based on points, correct? Not wins based and on based on points, correct? So okay. it goes points, um, and then head to head, and then you know there's a couple other tiebreakers that we'll get into if we need to. Okay. So makes it a little more fair, and of course this year it looks like it's going to be. I mean, it's shaping up to be, uh, you know, it would have been perfect last year with <laughs> two divisions, right? Um, <laughs> with, you know, one team from each division not making it. That's what it looks like. But this is a, a great way, and, and it really structures the, the playoffs well because what we'll do is those one the division winners will be the one and two seed, and then three through six will – doesn't matter where you finish in your division. It'll all be uh, seeded three, four, five, and six based off your points and, and the tiebreakers. And then – the three seed will play the six seed and the four seed will play the five seed. Okay. The winner or the lowest seed remaining after that first round will play the one seed. So there's no actual bracket that says, correct. If you win, you play this team. It could change. If, if the three seed beats the six seed, then the three seed is going to play the two seed. But if, the six seed wins, they're going to play the one seed. So it could change. Which is makes what the NFL does in their place. Yes. Yep. Makes it a little bit more, more fair, balanced, and rewards those teams that get the number one and two seeds and and even the you know the three and four seeds if you know if you win. So uh harder road for those bottom tier teams, but rewards teams if you do well all season long. So uh it's gonna be an exciting uh, playoff matchup. Every matchup is going to be great. We had a great playoffs last year. We are very excited this year. Our homestand yeah. is presented by Homestand. They are our wonderful strike zone uh, makers, if that's what you want to call them. Uh, that clear yeah. strike zone looks great now that I uh, added the uh, new pool noodle instead of the duct tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleaner look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into these teams. As of right now, uh, we have the Mojo who have officially clinched the Feather Shark Division. Uh, the division champion, right? That's the right Done word? deal. Sewed it up. Yep. It's uh, congrats to them. They've had a great season. Only had two losses. We can second them. Their second divisional title in three years. Yeah, impressive. We're impressive. Yeah, so no matter what, they have a first-round bye. Uh, the Thunderbirds can still catch them for the number one overall seed. But, hey, first-round bye, pretty good in my book. Yeah, you want that. Uh, That's a big deal. You know, you avoid any – you get rest, number one, and you avoid yeah. any type of pitching matchup nightmare. Perhaps your pitcher's not there. Perhaps something's going on. So, you know, that's a good thing. It's definitely something you want to have. Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, these one and two seeds, you know, it, it's crucial to have the bye because you could run into a team here uh, with a top-tier ace that you don't want to face in round one. And it's a lot harder to win and beat an ace in round one and then have to play another ace in round two. It's a lot <laughs> exactly. easier if you just got to play one of them instead of both. Uh, exactly. The Mojo have a huge leg up on on everybody right now is already having one less game against no matter who you face is going to be a good team. So 
Correct. Good on the mojo. Congratulations to them on their second divisional title in three years. Pretty, yep, pretty absolutely. Good. All right. Let's go to the number two team that, that clinched this spot. Uh, surprise, surprise. It's the Thunderbirds, and they are right there. Uh, right now, they lead the UCC STL division. They have a six-point lead over the Mambas and an eight-point lead over the Bombers. Yes. So they're, they have not clinched that two-seed yet or the one-seed. So they haven't clinched the division yet because technically the Mambas can still stop them. Correct. Uh, the Bombers could, too. Uh Highly unlikely with <laughs> the matchups remaining, um, which we'll get to. Uh, but the Thunderbirds team in a really good position. Um, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that they've been there. No, um, not at all. I mean, we had them ranked pretty high. We knew that they were capable of this. And, you know, again, they only have two losses as well. So, uh, you know, they're not, they've not fallen short of expectations, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we've, we talked a lot about them over the past, uh, you know, couple episodes and in, in all season, um, they've been, I feel like they've just been a little quiet lately. Maybe it's just cause they haven't been playing so much, but, uh, you know, we'll see them this week and, uh, I'm excited. I get to face them. Uh, so I'm yep. not, I mean, I'm excited, but you know, that's, that's a tough, tough schedule going down the end, but which I like, but we'll, we'll get to, um, and then, so let's go to these other, other teams to, um, those are the top two teams right now. And then we had uh, last week, we had three teams all clinch in, in once after one series and, <laughs> and none of you had played a game. Correct. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, and then you guys ended up playing a game that night, but the archers, the mambas and the melon heads all clinched the playoff spot. That will actually be announced uh, as this comes out today. So All right. you heard it here first, if you haven't known already. Uh, how good does it feel to have that spot secured for the yeah. Archers? Feels great, man. We knew that going into the game uh, just become the, because of the previous series. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. That was, I thought that would be our only hurdle is making the playoffs. You know, I, I know what we can do in the playoffs, but making the playoffs – you just don't know how your season's going to go. Um, we had an unknown pitcher uh, as our second pitcher. And there for a minute, it, it, we fought. We fought hard, but it wasn't guaranteed. And then all of a sudden, Ethan Bailey shows up, and uh, we feel a lot more confident, and we've been hot ever since. You guys are on a four-game win streak. He's played in four games. So That's correct. since he's shown up, you guys haven't lost. You're riding the win streak, and he's really just solidified that that number two spot as as your pitcher. Uh, just giving you a guy that can get in there, throw strikes, throw well, has a different uh, a number a number of different pitches that he can mix in. Oh yeah, and yep. and he's shown Four it with strikes. the bat as well. The guy's been hitting the ball. He's been hitting home runs. Like this guy is a huge pickup in a right time for the Archers. And like I said. In our preseason, uh, our preseason podcast, when we were giving our predictions, I said the hard part will be you guys getting into playoffs. I think you will, and I think that's all you need because you got Jordan Smith, who, as of right now, is you know, who knows he might he might be leading that MVP charge. Um, but when you got a guy like Jordan possible. Smith, and, and and the lineup that you guys have, that's really been that's really been huge. And uh, that, that's scary for everybody. You know, real quick, Cam, uh, you got Jordan Smith, hit streak, going hard. I mean, yeah. uh, that guy, unstoppable. But, uh, you know, you got to face Jordan, then you got to face me. I'm not going to strike out a lot. And then you got to face now Josh Rogers and Ethan Bailey behind me, yeah. and then Brian Hunter. So we went from – the easy pitch past this, don't look. I, I think there was a, a a tweet about us not hitting good pitching. Hey, you know what? I think we've proven that wrong at this point. Yeah. We haven't faced the hardest pitching all the time, but we've beat Caleb. We've beat, you know, guys, uh, melon heads. We've hit, we've hit good pitching. Uh, we yeah. don't hit it always uh, for a lot of runs, but we will get you. Yeah, and 
yeah, credit to, to Brian Hunter and James Cheney, both really picking it up at the bottom of that lineup as well. You know, timely yeah, hits by them, 100%. a couple home runs by those guys. Uh, James Cheney wasn't on that graphic, but did have a home run last week. So yes, um, he did. Yep. You know, he, he, he's been outstanding as well. So uh, through it top to bottom, Arch seems pretty good. Uh, obviously we got the Mambas in there as well. Uh, they've been one of the scarier teams this year. That lineup is deep. That lineup is very, very good. They've shown because, and I think that's one of the biggest things is they have faced probably better pitching than anyone so far. And this week they're getting the Melonheads who just acquired Caleb. Yep. So do they get to see Caleb a second time before playoffs? That's huge. huge. They've shown they can hit everybody now because they've seen it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Melonheads do pitching wise. Cause you know, do you want now that all these teams have, have a spot, do you really want to focus on your seating or do you want to focus kind of on maybe I don't want to show my cards and get these guys at bats against, right. you know, Caleb all game or Spencer all game or Jason all game. Maybe you mix it up. You know, who knows what they kind of do there. Um, yeah. But that mom is team very good. Their pitching is very good. Uh, they were one of the only playoff teams besides so them and the Thunderbirds so far, the only two teams not to make any moves before the playoffs. Um, mm. So, you know, that could be an interesting factor. It could be, you know, they still have that good chemistry and maybe other guys falter. Who knows? But uh, I think they trust in what they got going on over there and, and oh, yeah. what they've been doing with their bats. And uh, James Dutton has been an animal on the mound. And uh, Ryan O'Rear has – he's – he just continues to show why he's one of the top players in the league as well. So, yep, agreed. Yeah, and then and then obviously, yeah, the Melon Heads too. The addition of Caleb makes them a dangerous, dangerous team in the playoffs. It's a three-headed monster right there. So, all five of these teams so far that have clinched a playoff spot have a top-tier pitcher, at least one of them, and that's going to make an exciting, exciting postseason. Yeah, so, one spot left. It's either the bombers or the pilots, and you know we will uh, we will see, and and we'll talk about that here uh, in our last segment. So we'll start with that now. Our last segment of the night is the remainder of the regular season. So we'll start with that. We we got two teams fighting for the last playoff spot. Obviously, now that the pilots have traded away Caleb, it's going to be a lot harder for them. Uh, each team has uh, – actually, I lied. The pilots have three games left, and the Bombers have five. The Bombers' magic number yes. is one. Correct. Uh, but if you look at that schedule, it's not an easy one. The Bombers' remaining schedule, two this week against the Thunderbirds, two yes. next week against the Melonheads, and then yes. one final week against the Thunderbirds again. So five very, yes. very tough games. It's very possible we lose them all. I wouldn't say likely. That's just yeah. me. But it is a tough schedule. And the Pilots have two against the Empire and one against the Melonheads. And I could see it if, let's see here, uh, they would have the first game. If if the bombers lose four the, their next four games, and the pilots win two, I get a hundred percent see the melonhead saying, "Hey, we already got a, a playoff spot locked up." Correct. We're we're throwing this game. We're letting the pilots win because we don't want the bombers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that happening, and uh, obviously we would still have to play later on that night, but it would be interesting to see. You know, it's the Cam Smith factor. You know, we don't want to see you in the playoffs. Nobody does. So to know that you have that schedule remaining, uh, I feel like up to this point, you've channeled your best Aaron Rodgers impersonation with relax, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's relax, you know, and, and we agree. Look, we're you're going to get there. And here you are one win away. And yet the schedule looks kind of tough. I mean, it looks like something that you – don't want to necessarily see. You'd like to see a little easier game in there, but you don't have one necessarily. So, time to uh, yeah. time to go out and get it. What what I love about this schedule, though, uh, 
as especially as the uh, captain of the Bombers, is our playoffs are just now starting. And mm-hmm. this gives us a really good opportunity to get in playoff form, see playoff pitching, and get ready for the playoffs. This gets our bats ready. I have 100% confidence in myself and my team especially with my, the way my team has been playing, uh, that we're going to get at least one of these wins. Uh, and um, that's all we need. You know, get, get us in yeah. and we're dangerous. Uh, whether we want to, you know, rest up and, and mix in arms, that's to be known. I, I don't know. I don't know the plan. Sure. We're taking it one game know. at a time. we got to win the next game. Uh, that's right. But facing the, the Thunderbirds, no matter who they throw out, whether it's Andrew, Tony, Jay Rich, or even um, John Wilmbrink, uh, we're going to see a good a good pitcher in that series, in 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 all three of those games. So that's good for our bats. Facing Correct. the Melonheads, we're going to get one of their three good pitchers. I'm assuming, or even Jimmy Stout, who's a good pitcher as well. Yeah. So we're going to see good pitching there. Our bats are going to be ready. We're not, you know, we're not going to get any any slouch, uh, you know, pitch, which not not really many, many teams have. So. Uh, no, you know, I'm excited. This just, this gives us kind of a leg up here, getting into the playoffs. And, and like you said, what, like you guys in Jordan, you get a guy in the playoffs. who's that good. Can make, that's all you need. And that's all you need. I've, I've, we've done it in the past. We've won the past two championships uh, and it hasn't all been me. It's been Paul Pugh. It's been Nick bone. Uh, yes. it's been Jake Welnick. Jake Welnick is huge in the playoffs. Uh, yep. So you know, this year I think is going to be a lot more challenging. Um, but I, I'm very excited and very much looking forward to uh, to seeing how that in, ends up. So, yeah, let's uh, let's run through the uh, the rest of the schedule here real quick. So this week we have because I want to talk about some matchups because I think that's one of the biggest things that we have going for us uh, as a league the remainder of the season. Um, okay. This week we have two huge matchups. Like I said earlier, we have the Bombers and the Thunderbirds in a huge series, which really has a lot of playoff implications of whether on seeding as well. Because the Thunderbirds want that seed. Yes. The Bombers could technically still get that number two, uh, or yes. that uh, division title. Uh, but even before that series, we do have um, the Mambas and the Melonheads, and what's going to be a must-watch series, especially with the way that they have been oh, yeah. going at each other with the in the group chat this week. It's been awesome. How fun oh, has that been? To yeah, watch? yeah, it's been a good time. You know, I'm not good at making memes, but uh, I enjoy watching them. Enjoy watching them, and I can tell the tensions are building. And uh, you know, it's going to be a good matchup. So definitely want to tune in for that one, no doubt. I want I want to see that matchup in the playoffs too. That'll be that would be a lot of fun. Oh yes, um, absolutely. So this could be a little preview, but that'll be a good six and seven o'clock game. Uh, it's going to be a hot one this week, but uh, that'll be a, a great one to watch. Two great teams battling it out. And obviously, you know, both teams trying to uh, better their playoff seeding. The Mambas could still get that. They want that first round by too. So uh, yes. that could be huge because the, Mel- the Melonheads can't get that first round by. Uh, but all three of the other no. uh, teams in the UCCS division can. So, all right. And then next Thursday, so July 6th, we started off with an amazing series here and what could be a a playoff preview as well, the Thunderbirds versus the Archers. Yeah. That'll be a very exciting. And then we have the Melonheads and the Bombers, which I'm sure there will be a lot of, uh, a lot of the same me battles in that game. I mean, we, I don't make very many, but, or really none at all. Uh, But I'm sure we'll get a few thrown our way. Paul will try to answer back with, some weird things <laughs> that people will laugh at either laugh at him or laugh yes. at them <laughs> who knows uh, he's, he's a most improved memer though he's going for most improved memer <laughs> character of the year my... award possibly paul has is yeah i i definitely want to throw his name out there when, when we do talk about that for character of the year because <laughs> you know he really has been one of the most fun people to watch in the league even when he's not playing and he just shows oh, yeah. up uh, he's been a great, great character for our league for sure. So Thunderbirds, Archers going to be a great series. And then the Bombers and Melonheads. Um, and then July 13th, 
we have the Empire and the Pilots. And this could be a big series because this series could determine the number one overall pick next year. Yeah. So it might seem like, oh, two bottom teams in the league with the worst records, but a lot on the line in that game. So, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to lose games especially you don't want to lose games on purpose no one wants to do that no one, i don't think anyone's going to try to do that but that you know that is a is a huge series as well uh and then we have the mojo and the mambas that'll be a really good series obviously uh the mojo already have that um that buy wrapped up and this will be uh a day before we leave to go to the national tournament. So, you know, Sam's not yeah. going to be pitching. Jackson's not going to be pitching. Goss isn't going to be pitching. Brett may throw, uh, even though Brett's going to the tournament with us. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Colin, that's, you know, going to be a for sure guy Colin. to go to yeah. there. So uh, that'll be huge. Does he go one? Does he go two? Does Brett get a start? You know, how long does Brett go? So uh, still be a really good series there though. Um Mambas could be fighting for that for that buy as well. So a Correct. good matchup there. And then obviously our last week, every team will be in action to end the season. It'll be a lot of fun. Pilots, Melonheads, Mambas versus the Empire, Bombers versus the Thunderbirds, and the Archers versus the Mojo to close out the season. I think we have a lot of really, really good matchups, and we're going to have a lot of really, really good and fun wiffle ball the rest of the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, real quick, I want to go back to week 14 and 15. You have the Thunderbirds, Bombers, Thunderbirds, like you said. If you don't win those two games and then you have the Melonheads, you know there's going to be memes created on that one. So stay oh, tuned yeah. if you're a meme fan, especially if it's yeah. looking like uh, the door slowly begins to close on the Bombers. But And they're uh, going to do yeah, everything are, they can to knock us out. Yeah, and I'm going to be bringing my whole family to the Thunderbirds-Archers matchup, so – you know, we're going to get to be playing my two buddies there, and hopefully they both pitch. So I'm yeah, ready. Those love are, that. I've been Call having that weak circle for a while. Yeah, I love that. They could be in a position, too, where they it doesn't matter who throws in that game for them. So, yeah, call them out. Yeah. Get them in there. Uh, I want to see, uh, see Tony pitch as much as he can, you know. I want yeah. him to face us. I want him to face you guys. Uh, Tony yep. has never lost a regular season game. So no, interesting it's to see if he'll get some some spots out there. Uh, I want to face him. I want to be the one to do it. You know, we he talked trash to me last year. Uh, and got the better of me in in our regular season games. So uh, I want to get back at him. I want him. I want him on the mound. We got three games against them. Give me at least one of. Give me That's one. That's right. You want to be the best. You got to beat the best. So far, it's tough exactly. to stay otherwise for him on the regular season. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, Roy, I know you got some uh, some regular season individual stuff coming at me. Let's let's hear it. Let's get it to the people. Yeah, you know, I just got a couple things I'd want to uh, end the show with here. We got a couple watches, things that I think everybody should be paying attention to as the season winds down. Some teams have five. Some teams have three games left. But, you know, again, you go back to our last podcast, and I put the, I put the league on notice. My boy, Jordan Smith, Triple Crown Watch. Crazy. Crazy. And it's happening. It's live before your eyes, guys. And, you know, he is tied with Sam Skibby for five home runs for the season. So, again, be paying attention to that because Sam, uh, you know, him and him and Sam both, five is not even close to their season total. So that speaks to our pitching. But, you know, we want to see somebody get into that 10 range. But one thing I wanted to talk about also is we got a whole, we have a golden hands watch, Cam. Between Ooh, okay. these two guys right here, me and you. Oh, and, us two. I wouldn't even look, and I'm looking at other stats. I love that. Let's go. Well, I'm I'm throwing it out there. You have me by two. You have 19. I have 17. Now, here's the problem, okay? Tony yeah, Saggio, we, we, trade him, we trade him away. He explodes last week for 11 putouts in our series, and he's in front of us with 23, but I think he has an air. He has so, a few. He's okay, so we, 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 we have we have that also. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I wanted that award and I, I knew that I had a chance at it. And so, you know, may the best man win. And uh, it may not even be us. It may be somebody completely different. But I, we're on I have, watch. I have one question for you regarding okay. me and you. Do okay. you have double play? 
I don't, and you have me on that too. I know, I know. I, uh, <laughs> that that helps me a lot. Arm, I've been selling yeah. myself out. So uh, one other guy, one other guy to watch, and maybe we'll uh, talk about this uh, uh, rule and how we want to award uh, whether we because we've talked about doing like a what Skibby does and and have an infield uh, gold hands and an outfield gold hands and then like a platinum hands winner. Okay. Um, so adopt kind of our uh, um, our our big brother leagues rule <laughs> and how they yeah. do their awards. Uh, but another guy to keep in mind for that, you know, whatever that ultimate goal or platinum hands award will be, is is Adam North. He doesn't have the amount of putouts, but uh, oh yeah, Robin quite a few oh. home runs will definitely put you on the list. Uh, the only thing that might hurt him is the fact that he's eight foot tall and he hasn't had to jump <laughs> for a few of them. Uh, you know, it might hurt him a little bit, but nonetheless, he's still robbing home runs. Uh, so Perfect. that's, you know, that's a pretty good feat. Perfect defensive positioning. He doesn't even Absolutely. move left or right. No, it, they're hit right at him. He's played them perfectly. That goes into it as yeah. well. Like that's, that Absolutely. is, you know, knowing who's hitting and knowing where their tendencies are. Uh, and get good on Adam North. That's a that's a very very well placed team. So uh, I do want to mention too. Uh, so you said you know Sam and uh, Jordan are tied in home runs. Jordan has a three RBI lead over myself, Nick Bone, and Brett Spencer. Each of us have ten. Uh, so that could be a close race as well. And yes. yeah, um, batting average, he's just going to run away with it. The only other player with a higher average is Ethan Bailey, but he's only played in four games. So he's probably not going to qualify for that. Uh, probably depending not. on what we put it at, but I, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, 426 and you're at 348. So he's pretty much average locked up. And home runs, he's tied, and RBIs, he he's three ahead. And, and I'm going to blame his lead on the wind because I hit a grand slam that would have been out <laughs> any other day besides week one. I'm still mad about yes. it. Yes. Uh, because no one robbed it. Sam Skibby didn't rob it. The wind robbed it. Oh, I hate Brought it. Brought it back. Brought it back. I've seen it live, first day account. Yeah. It was nasty. Uh, but awesome for Jordan. That is cool. It would be really, really cool to see somebody win Triple Crown, even though I don't want it to be be Jordan and he'll win MVP back to back years. What's now? <laughs> yeah, but you know, real quick with the Jordan Smith Idol Hour here, we have uh, he's only three Ks away, uh, three strikeouts away from a hundred on the season, which was yep. a feat just accomplished, like we said, by Caleb. So obviously, watch out for that. And one other one I want to bring up here, Cam. You're 23 strikeouts away from a career 500 if we include hey. the playoffs. Hey. And that's a watch. Five hundred. Five, 500. 500. You're at 477 career, including playoffs. Including playoffs. You said I need how many 20 what? 23? 23. 23. I think I can do that. I, I think, think I can possible. do that. I think I can do that before the season starts. I'll have to keep track, but I, I plan on it. Get you know, getting my arm in tune for the playoffs. So uh, yeah, hopefully I can I can make that happen. I think that'd be cool. Uh, it's just two games for you, or one and a half games. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, two, three. <laughs> you know, yeah, not gonna push it, but uh, I I love that. That is uh, awesome. I I'm not even aware of that. Uh, I've only been checking on like season stats for this year, so maybe I need to go look at uh at career stats as well, but. Cool. I appreciate you uh, you looking out yeah, for that. will be fun to keep an no eye problem. on for sure. Uh, so, think, speaking of that though, and, and you know strikeouts, and like you said, Jordan Smith only three away. Uh, the next closest is Andrew Nichols at seventy four. So it can be pretty tough to to see um, how many guys get to a hundred strikeouts. It might only be two, maybe three. Right. Wow. Right. And that, that's impressive. I mean, I think Sam had like 180 the first year, which isn't – we didn't play three more games, uh, and we had a two-strike count. So, like, things were a lot different back then. But uh, interesting to see uh, on that 
um, on that strikeout feat, but very impressive by Caleb uh, this year yeah. to uh, as a as a rookie to lead in, in strikeouts, yeah. so especially with you know, Jordan having more innings pitched. Correct. You know, your maximum is 150 with the league rules. So to see somebody oh, yeah. get 100, it's it's right there. You know, it's right yeah. there at the top performances that that it can exist. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, any other any other uh, things to look at for the remainder of the season? I know we have we talked about gold hands a little bit. Um, I think we got. I think we have a little bit of a race, a closer race than maybe we ever have before in uh, our Cy Wiffle Award. Uh, I think every year it's been pretty. I think it's been pretty dominant, pretty unanimous. Uh, year yeah. one, obviously, with myself, I was the national pitcher of the year, so I don't think there was much uh, argument there. Jordan dominated last year, and I don't think there was any argument from anyone there. Uh, but this year, I, I think it's kind of wide open right now. I think Jackson leads right now. Yeah. Like, I don't think Jackson touches a ball on the mound the rest of the year. Well, and that's, I, I'm glad you brought it up because that was my final stat, right? So my final stat is that both Sam Skibby, who mm-hmm. quietly has put together a great season. I know he brought it up in his own uh, broadcast last week, and I had to go back and check the stats because I didn't even realize it. You know, Sam and Jackson have only given up one run this season each uh, with the advantage to Jackson, who's pitched uh, seven more innings. So um, – in the event that Sam steps on the mound, and I agree with you, Crosley may not – We may, there may not be a reason to pitch Crosley much. Sam really could bring that ERA a little closer, and then we have something to talk about there. So they also have three games left, and Sam will not pitch in two of them. Okay, well, that's so – he, he, uh, he could only get – he could only get – he'll only get one more shot okay. as well. So – and, you know, that'll be the interesting part because, yeah, he's not going to have the amount of innings as, you know, right now he's 12th in innings pitched with 16. So his max will be, you know, 21, which right now would only put him ninth. Yeah. So, yeah. S- Sam probably out with that. Um, probably right. He'll, he'll but... you know, he'll get a, uh, a national relief or closure of the year award vote now because he has two saves. <laughs> right on. So we'll yeah. I'll throw him up for a nomination for closure of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but you, you know, know Jackson, Jackson obviously, yeah. he'll end. He he might end the season with twenty three, which right now is seventh. And there's a lot of guys ahead of him that you know. If we look at qual or quantity and quality. If they're close and they have a lot more innings than Jackson, you know, that makes a big difference. And one guy that I look at, well, there's really, man, there's really two that I look at. Um, Number one is Andrew Nichols, who has had a very dominant season. season. He's got a, you know, third in ERA with, you know, 0.7. I mean, anything under one is, is really good. Yeah, especially, you know, this league and uh, Jordan Smith, 0.76, so not far behind him. So Jordan and Andrew are right there with Jackson. Uh, If they can keep up what they've been doing and they they have, you know, games left to pitch, uh, you know, Jordan Smith leads in 39 innings right now. Yeah, exactly. So if he keeps doing that and he keeps dominating on the mound, he has a really good case. Andrew, if he beats, you know, he's got, you know, they're, they have three against the the Bombers. Uh, I don't remember who their other two are against, but, oh, they're against you guys, the Archers. So, I mean, so really we could see a yeah. Jordan-Andrew matchup here late in the season to really, you know, hey, who who wants to win uh, Cy Wiffle here? And uh, it, could be, yeah. it could easily be one of those two guys for sure. Yeah, when you factor all those things in, it's going to be an interesting race for sure. Yeah, I think this is the closest race we'll, we will ever have, at, at least from these first three years. Uh, and, you know, I don't think any, anyone would be surprised. Jackson could very well still get votes and could still very well win. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see on how guys vote on it and how everyone looks at it. Um, but it's going to be a fun race to the end of that award. Uh, MVP, you know, obviously is 
led by Jordan right now. Um, yeah. Is there is there anyone you could see making a case to match him for MVP this year? Anyone on a lookout off the top of your head that you can think of? I don't think I – mean, it's bias coming through here, but I don't think anybody does more for their team than Jordan Smith does for the Archers. Uh, I, I, that's my own personal belief, but it's it's also statistically backed. A little bit. It, it I think the one thing that kind of hurts him is the fact that, uh, you know, I think people uh, sit down and look at, you know, who you guys have played in the pitches. Hopefully Sam sure. – I heard Sam Skibby talking about writing that article again about uh, strength of, of – pitcher's face or whatever um but the fact that all of you guys have you know top you know your archers are one two three and four right now and, and uh in average obviously ethan being up there is one of those uh, <clears throat> the top yeah. three for sure so that may hurt a little bit but he's I mean, no he's, it does he's still got yeah. the, he's still got the stats so uh like i said yeah. i think he's a clear number one right now um yeah, it's it's gonna be tough to see if anyone can really, you know, contest and and dethrone him right now. So that'd be that'd be my vote. But it'll be yeah. fun to see those awards. They'll all get posted out, you know, after the after the season. We will have an award show this year, so that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, it's gonna be a very fun and exciting into our regular season. I'm looking forward to it. So any yeah, last me too, on man. The, it's... Uh, regular season. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be something to watch. Uh, but you know, here's the thing: regular season, I'm looking forward to it. But those playoffs, it's uh, musty TV, man. Must they are TV. gonna be fun. Absolutely, I can't wait. Uh, some some good things planned for the playoffs, and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, our our championship video again. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. We'll get into that later. Uh, but we'll we'll learn from last year and make it even better. Uh, so like I said, very excited. Uh, if you haven't, start getting those teams together. August 12th, we got the MoWiff Midwest Classic. Uh, Going to be a really fun tournament. We're getting a lot of interest, uh, not only from guys here. Uh, we've had a couple teams already sign up. We have an another couple teams that have, uh, you know, I, I know that are going to sign up. They just haven't signed up yet. They got their teams, but uh, they're finalizing a couple things. Uh, but we've got some guys coming from out of town. Uh, oh yeah from all across the country uh it, it's kind of looking like hopefully at least um uh, but it'd be a good time and uh, get more experience and get to meet a lot of guys so it, it'll just be a fun day so august 12th make sure you have it off make sure you get out there uh and, and come play in our tournament so everybody in our league yes. you know hopefully you guys can all be there uh every, you get to play play with a different group of guys you know it's oh yeah uh you know, you don't have to play just the guys that you're drafted to. Play with your friends. Play with guys that you know yep. that got you into the league. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. So, play with fun. people that might be interested in Mo Whiff season. Absolutely, get them here. <laughs> Let's do get it. Them here get everybody weird. signed up. Uh, yeah. That way, we can have another great rookie draft class next year, like we did this past year. So, yeah, if you know some Caleb's or some Collins hiding out watching our YouTube videos, bring them out. <laughs> yeah, get them over here. It'll be fun. So. Uh, other than that, I got nothing. I'm good. It's all Rory. Yep. Hey man, it's fine. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back on on Thursday. I guess you guys will see our videos on Friday and Saturday, and uh, and then again the highlight on Monday. Thank you to Jason for getting all those videos out, and uh, for Cam Smith and Rory Rank. This was the MoWiff Three Up Three Down podcast. We're out. Thank you.